Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. You tried Rocky, again. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Don't interrupt me. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we are giving away $200 of slot play to Sasquatch Casino up in Blackhawk. First four callers are going to get 50 bucks each. If you have one in the past, you are not eligible to win again. While you're up there, you can win a Chevy Colorado on Hagland tracks. And if you don't want it, they're going to give you nearly $25,000 in cash instead. And their drawing is going to be next weekend. Give us a call if you want 50 bucks in slot play. First four callers, 303-831-1340. By the way, you see Casa Bonita is actually getting a chef. Yeah, you, you said something on Twitter that yeah. you're, you're afraid that the food quality is unfortunately going to be better. Well, it's been Swanson's Mexican dinners, basically. It, it was just awful. I've been there once and it was You took your kids me. there, right? No, I, I went there on a date. I'm just saying. You know, no, maybe, maybe I took you, my kids there. Maybe you went there for ironic kitsch reasons, you know? Well, we... we the girl I was with, we both enjoy high cliff diving. Well, that's the if you want the whole experience, you have to sit near the cliff divers because you got to get the chlorinated water in your food. The, the the food at Casa Bonita was the equivalent of going to an Italian restaurant where they served egg noodles with ketchup. That was the quality of the food at Casa Bonita. But you except the sopapillas were good. Were they? Yes. No. Did you not make it that far? I don't think we made it that far. Yeah. But I understand. It's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese's. It's the same thing. You don't go there for the pizza. You go there because the kids like to play the games. Yeah, and they went and go in Black Bart's Cave and watch the cliff divers like they they said on South Park. It's the Disneyland of Mexican restaurants. It is. But can the world handle Casa Bonita actually having good food? Because they've hired a world-class chef to do the food there. Well, they can afford it. Yeah, well, yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stoner are like bazillionaires. Do you think point. they're going to make fun of Casa Bonita again? Oh, absolutely they will. Even with because the it, even with the chef they have? Of, oh, they will they they would willingly do another Casa Bonita episode to promote their show or their But their, to make they, do you think they'll yeah. make fun of it? I th- well, I thought I didn't think they were making fun of it the other time. I thought it was a pretty loving tribute to it when they did the South Park episode. Oh, what, what do you mean by a loving tribute? I mean, just I thought I thought it was I thought it was a very. I never fun, saw it, so I thought it was it, it was very. Put it this way: if you see the South Park episode of Casa Bonita, and people are like, "No, there's no way there's a restaurant like yeah. that," and I would tell everybody, "Yes, outside of Colorado, right. Yes, this place actually exists, right. This is for real." By the way, exactly I've never as you see I've never seen South Park either. Oh wow! But I do know my friend Ron Zapolo was parried, parried, parried. parodied. Parodied because they that. they did an episode where they got in where I, one of them like became a, a star on Guitar Hero back in the day yeah and so they went to a party of Colorado celebrities right which included Ron Zapolo right did he have a mustache uh they, I think they just said look that's Ron Zapolo that's hilarious and uh and Jake Jabs the you know American Furniture Warehouse fame, fame and Tom Tom Shane and then like it was when Jay Cutler was the Broncos quarterback and. They go up to Jay Cutler and he says, "Oh wow, it's Jake. You're Jay Cutler." 
my dad says you suck now, but you might be good someday. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is so stinking funny. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, Mace, let's talk about the AFC West. I know everybody thinks the Broncos season is over, but it's not. It's not even close to being over. They're sitting at 5-5, five and five, and you and I had the conversation yesterday where you can make the case with their bye week. Let's see what happens this weekend, right? They play the Chargers. They win that game. They could be playing for first place when they play Kansas City in the next game. Amazing, huh? Isn't it? We could be doing a complete 180 right now. This season is dizzying. Just look at the last nine days. Beating the Cowboys, all of a sudden, hope springs eternal. And then you get get brought down to earth because the Eagles stomp you. Right. Better chance of winning the division or the wild card? Believe it or not, the division. I couldn't agree more. I was looking at the standings today. I'm thinking, well, let's look at the teams the Broncos have already lost to that are in the wild card hunt. Right. They've lost to the Browns. Ravens. Lost to the Ravens. Steelers and the, and the Steelers and and specifically the the Browns and the Steelers the Ravens are probably going to win that division although the Browns are fading at this point so maybe that's not as much of an issue but you all see the you see the Patriots rising over in the AFC East you figure Bills Patriots one of them's going to be a division winner one of them's going to be a wild yep. card because they have th- those teams have four games each against the Jets and and Dolphins so they can rack up some wins they can get some dubs and and then they have the Colts sitting there in the AFC South, and they get a couple of games against the Jaguars, a couple of games against the Texans. Right. So those teams have the schedule working in their favor as well to get some wins. The Broncos, maybe their only viable path is actually winning the division. Well, well let, let's kind of turn this on its head a little bit. Yeah. Let's say the Broncos had lost to the Jaguars, Giants, and Jets but beat the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers, then I'm feeling much better about the wild card. Because you know that they can beat the teams in front of them. No, it's because they have the tiebreak over all of them. But also, I just, I'm thinking in terms of if they prove they could beat a bunch of those teams like that, they've done it against the Cowboys. So it shows they can. No, I'm talking about technically when it comes to the wild card standings. Right. Well, you're thinking they will the win standings. the tiebreak against I'm, all those teams. I'm thinking of who's ahead and who you have to beat on the schedule. Yeah, you've got the chart, you've got... Two games with the Chargers, two games with the Chiefs, and the Bengals still ahead of you. But here's the funny thing. Are you overly worried about the Chargers? I feel like they'll split with the Chargers. But are you overly worried? I think they're they're based at this point right now, even though Justin Herbert is clearly an A-level quarterback, the Chargers seem to be finding ways to lose. It. Right. Dare I say they're chargering it. Well, like they often do. Well, but you know what? You know who trumps everybody in that division? The Raiders. They always find a way to be the Raiders, at least in recent history. Are you overly worried about the Raiders? Not right now. Uh, I know. Do you Pat- know the last couple of years they haven't won a game without Henry Ruggs, and of course Henry Ruggs has been cut. So, then- so from a football perspective, I mean, obviously this is the least of the concerns with everything that happened with that incident and the death of the motorist and her dog, but. The Raiders are winless since the start of the 2020 season when Henry Ruggs is not on the field. So with that, I understand Mahomes was fantastic in his most recent game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I get it, but it hasn't been consistent. Are you overly worried about the Chiefs? They're the team that they're – the, they're the big dog. 
I They're the alpha. I understand that. Am I, would because I, they have Mahomes, but their defense isn't very good. What I'm saying is, you well, aren't, hold on, hold their on. defense, I mean, obviously they got the break of not playing Aaron Rodgers when they played the Packers, but their defense the last three weeks has given up an average of 12.7 points a game. Who are you factoring in there again as those, as those uh, offenses they played? Giants, Packers, Raiders. Talk about skewing a stat. So, so against okay, Jordan Love, which was what, a shutout? So let's say Giants and Raiders. They gave up 50 and a half points a game. Are the Broncos better on offense than the Giants and Raiders? Without rugs? No, are the Broncos... Uh, no, yeah. with, without... Are the, are the Bron- is the Broncos offense better than the Raiders? With the Raiders not having the ability to stretch the field with Henry Ruggs? Well, maybe. Maybe because the Raiders have only scored... 15 points a game in the last two weeks. There we go. So, And then you have the Giants. You don't know what you're getting week to week from Daniel Jones. So you look at the Chiefs defense and say, who have they played? Just like when you looked at the Broncos at the beginning of the season, first three games, who have they played? My point is the Chiefs don't strike fear in you like they did over the last couple of seasons. So even though they've gone from a team that was they've gone from allowing about 32 points a game in, in the first five games. And I'm not suggesting to, the Broncos are an offensive juggernaut, because they're not. To 16 points a game in the last five. You're not, and that includes the Titans, who they give 27 That's to. impressive. Yes. Just like the Broncos win over the Cowboys was impressive. And I would say that if the Chiefs have figured out how to be at least an average defense, that's all they really need to be. That's fine. All and so that's why it's all a, a, yeah, Mace, it, all I'm saying yeah. is the Chiefs don't strike fear like they have over the last two to three oh, seasons. Not like the last two or three seasons, but they're still a better team than the Denver Broncos. You think the Chiefs are going to sweep the Broncos? Probably. Feel good about that? Yeah, because I think there's a decent chance that the Chiefs are still in the range where they have to win that week seven, that week 18 game. And that they they don't just sit Mahomes and play Matt Moore. So I don't have the schedule in front of me. They split with the Chargers, right? Yep. Think they beat the Raiders? Yeah. Okay. Think they beat the Bengals? Coin flip game. Okay. Let's say they beat them. They beat Detroit? They better. Okay. That's nine wins. Yeah. All you have to do is split with the Chiefs. Whoa. Yeah. That's what I Oh, my God. We're being optimistic. This is, again, like everyone is like – everyone has – Punted the season right now. They're five like. and five. I know they but, could be playing. No, but for I'm first just saying, place. like, if you around this town, it seems like everybody has punted the well, season. Using George Payton's words, which w- should be inscribed on a plaque somewhere. Relevant games in November we, and December. Well, no, yes, that's a great quote. But the quote of the the quote of his tenure so far has mm-hmm. been, "We're four and four, but it feels like we're one and seven. Yeah, and that is the quote. And they're five and five, and it feels like they're two and eight. Although what right. isn't, they are two and five in their last seven games, which right. isn't good. It's not a, it's not the trend that they're on. But top of, top of the show, we graded the Broncos at the bye. We graded the offense, quarterback, defense. We'll tell you what we gave them as grades, but we still have not graded the special teams, coaching, and George Payton. We'll get to that next. Baby, 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I have a great suggestion for you. If you're heading on over to Ball Arena, go to Tivoli Brewing Company before you go to the game mm. or go there after the game. The beer is much better, and it's a heck of a lot less expensive. So it's a better deal, better brew. You want something to eat? My suggestion Go to the Tivoli Brewing Tap House. Why? Bad Daddy's Burgers has opened a location inside of the Tivoli Brewing Tap House. A better burger, a better price. Better beer, better burger, better price, better price. Getting my point? The next time you can do that is on Thursday as the Nuggets take on the Sixers. So head on over pregame or postgame. Tivoli Brewing Company, it's the place you want to be for great food, great prices, and obviously great beer. Tivoli is Colorado's original brewery. If you're not first, you are last. Ricky Bobby, right? That's the That is. Yeah. That is. Yeah, first or last. That's right. Of course, as Cal Naughton Jr. would say, what about second? You always got to steal my thunder, don't you? I can't help it. <laughs> Just pulled the wind out of my sails. <laughs> Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. Okay, so we gave out some grades. At the top of the show, at the bye, for the offense, quarterback, and the defense. Quickly, let's go through what we said about the offense. Not whole explanation, what grade did we give? We gave them a C. We both gave them a C. Quarterback, what did we both give them? C plus. Not he, them, but Teddy Bridgewater. C plus, and you said B minus, I believe? Yes. Yeah. So we were kind of close on that. Yeah. We were a little bit different on the defense. Yeah, you said C minus, I said B minus. But I changed mine to a C. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the amount that they spent, what the expectations were, Fangio being a really good defensive coordinator. They've been run on. They have been passed on. You know, the no-fly zone that we thought it could be is now the go-fly zone is what it is. Special teams, let's grade them. This could be a quick conversation. Brandon McManus has had a really good season. Yep. Sam Martin has been fine as a punter. Yep. But seven out of ten games, there has been right. a significant gaffe. Right. And it's been everything. It's you know long, long kickoff returns, long punt returns, blocked field goals, deflected punts, myriad penalties. It's a D. Yeah. You know what? I was going to go with the D. I know it's uh, low-hanging fruit to go with an F, but you brought up Sam Martin, and you brought up Brandon McManus. They have done their job. Yes, they have. Now, that being said, we're going to get into the coaching in a bit. For all intents and purposes, when you're talking about kicking specialist, the coach there is Chris Gould. <clears throat> He's doing fine with those guys. Right. Okay, let's go with the coaching. We're going to go with the main units. So, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams, and head coach. All right. Where do we want to start? Head coach. C minus. God, that's exactly where I was going to go. Because it's not just the team is kind of mucking around 500. Yep. 
but it's also it's game management. It's con- there continue to be struggles with game right. management, and it just seems like sometimes Vic can't see the forest for the trees a little bit because he's focused on his defense. Here's the thing: I'm giving myself room to maneuver with Vic Fangio. Yeah, I'm giving him four slots. Because if they lose four more games, you know what we're going to hear? We could coach better. That just became a D plus. We could coach better after another loss. That's a D. Mm-hmm. We can coach better. That's a D minus. And then if he says it again, I'm going to jam a pencil in my eye and I'm going to give him an F. Well, at that point. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that you can coach better. Then How about coach just better. then coach better? Yeah. Then coach better. Yeah, it's like when, a, when you hear coaches and players say, we didn't, Kate, we didn't come to play. What the hell were you doing then? What's right? You know, what would you say you do here if you didn't come to play on game day? Right. All right. Uh, let's go with offensive coordinator. They scored a lot of points in the first three games, and on again, per, points, and they've been great against prevent defenses in the fourth quarter. Points per possession are up. They're turning the ball over less often. It's a C. Yeah. I was going to go CC plus, believe it or not. Yeah, it's average. Right. No, you know, running I'm, game I'm, is no, promising. Talking, by the way, we're talking about Pat Shermer. Right. Got Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator. So, sorry, Ed Donatel. This is Vic Fangio's defense. You gave the defense a B minus. So what are you going to? And by the way, what did you give Pat Shermer? C. And what did you give the offense? A C. Right. So what are you giving Vic Fangio knowing you gave the defense a B minus? I'm giving Vic Fangio head coach C. Right. I'm giving Vic Fangio defensive coordinator a B minus. Because, yes, there was a lot invested in this defense, but he has played basically with the entire linebacking core decimated. Okay. I'll go with you on that. And then we've got Tom McMahon. We have given the special teams a D. This is part of the reason why I give Vic Fangio a C minus because these things keep happening. And ultimately if nothing is changing, it goes up to be falling on the head coach as much as the coordinator. The other thing I'll say in Tom McMahon's defense is this. A lot of these errors are errors of execution. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the block field goal on Sunday, Draymond Jones doesn't do a good job there on the right flank. And the Eagles, to their credit, they targeted that spot because you had Draymond Jones and then you had Drew Himmelman up from the practice squad playing basically for the first time. Right. And they said, let's go at that spot. And that's where the block came from. What are you giving McMahon? D plus. I'm going to give him a D because I think everybody out there would give him an F. And I'm going to give him a D for this reason. For a reason that you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Being a special teams coordinator is one of the most difficult coaching jobs in sports. You get a player, you get a player coming out of college who probably hasn't played special teams at all because he's probably one of the better players on his team. At the same time, they're back of the roster moves, especially both in the draft on day three and in August. As George Payton specifically said, these are about special teams. In fact, on day three of the draft, he said every guy they picked was somebody that Tom McMahon kind of scouted. So he's gotten a lot of the ingredients he wanted. But then you have a lot of injuries, 
and yes. guys are being moved up and down the food chain. And you are playing so, with Drew Himmelman having to be in field goal block. Right. Uh, Browning, was he uh, was he on special teams to start the season? He was hurt. He was hurt. He's kind of barely been in the mix. On Give me some guys teams. who are starting that were on special teams. Now. At the start of the year, like if well, like Malik Reed was on a lot of special teams units, for example. Um, we see, for example, like Nate Hairston, right. who's had to play more on defense the last couple of weeks. Right. And, uh, so you're and that's cut into his special teams snaps. And because it's basically, it's like you go up to the pantry and somebody else has raided the pantry of the ingredients and spices that you need. And you didn't realize they weren't there. Well, the analogy that we used was it's like being a triple A manager. Mm-hmm. You think you have a really good roster and then a bunch of guys on the parent club, get injured, and those guys that you think are really good that can help you win games are suddenly promoted, and then you're left with not a lot to work with. Yep, that's it. And that's what it is like for a special teams coach. George Payton. George Payton made a great trade in terms of being able to get a lot of value for Von Miller, obviously ate the contract. A great trade for Kenny Young to shore up the linebacker core. Yep. Out, a very good trade for Stephen Weatherly on the edge. Draft. The draft has been terrific. They've had four or five guys who have flashed. And you know I'm what? I'm not talking about just starters. Right. I'm talking about guys who have flashed and like, wow. And oh, by the way, they get Teddy Bridgewater for a sixth round pick. And he has, look, he has been average. He has upgraded the quarterback. He's been the position. best quarterback since Manning. Yes. I think George Payton gets an A. I'm going to give him a B plus. Why only a B plus? Because he may have missed on not taking Mac Jones or Justin Fields. It's fair. Only because of that. His grade goes up depending on what happens in the next three years. But here's the thing. I like just about everything that he has done. And oh, by the way, you don't like the way Kyle Fuller has played? That's totally cool. He was great in the last game, but Vic Fangio wanted that guy. He's been very good two games in a row. Right. Vic Fangio wanted that guy. The two were together in Chicago. Would George Payton have gotten him if Vic Fangio was not the head coach defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. But he definitely got him because Vic Fangio wanted him. He gave Vic Fangio everything that he wanted on defense. Yeah. Brought back Justin Simmons. Brought back Shelby Harris. Right? Did a lot of things to give Fangio a chance to succeed. Honestly, it is an A. His moves have been an A. But it's an incomplete grade depending on what happens with Mac Jones, who looks to be pretty good, better, honestly, than Justin Fields, and we still don't know about Justin Fields. And the reason why I say that is I'm going to go back to the two, if I have this correct off the top of my head, I'm going to go back to the 2012 draft and the 2013 draft. And I believe John Elway was smart enough to see that 2012 draft, even though it was the first year for Peyton Manning, because a lot of people were bitching and complaining that Elway needed to draft someone with a second round pick at the very least to help Peyton Manning win. He had the right idea, but he picked the wrong guy. Right. But that quarterback class was loaded with talent. And you had, because you had Russell Wilson in round three and Kirk Cousins in round four and Nick Foles there in the middle rounds who won a Super Bowl MVP. 
Right. The problem is the we're Bron- not even talking about the top of the draft. The problem is the Broncos got door number three, basically. Right. They got the, the Billy Goat. Yes. Point is, I think Elway was smart enough to look at that class saying, all right, I probably don't want to take a quarterback here, knowing Manning's injury history, and now I might have to play a rookie. It might be smarter to bring in a veteran free agent just in case something happens to Well, they Manning. did. They brought in Cale Haney. Okay. But I'm guessing, and I could be wrong, but I, I would like to think that I'm giving Elway credit here. I'm guessing he looked at that draft class and said, there is nothing coming out in 2013. I better get a quarterback now. Because who were the quarterbacks that came out in 2013? E.J. Manuel, Geno Smith. And E.J. Manuel was the only quarterback taken in the first round. Yeah. That was it. This group coming up is better than that. Okay. It, well, it's better and than And I'd that. say substantially better. Okay, I'm not suggesting it's not. But what I am suggesting is that when you look at the top quarterback in this class, you could make the case he won't be. Who do you think the top quarterback in this class is? Today? Yeah. Matt Corral. Okay. Matt Corral. Would you knowing what you knew then, not not seeing what we've seen in the NFL, okay? You wouldn't take him over Trevor Lawrence. You wouldn't take him over Zach Wilson. You wouldn't take him over Trey Lance. No. Is that fair to say? Fair. Would you your guy, would you take him over Justin Fields? No. Right. I knew you wouldn't. I'd now, take him over Mac Jones. Okay, that's fine. Because Corral is accurate. Drive enough. your dream car today at Boop. But Corral has mobility like the thing that that with mac jones mac jones has landed in a perfect situation he has perfect plan you know what though perfect situation you know what trey lance has landed in the perfect situation too great great head coach in terms of offensive mind okay yeah and by far and away it's not even close mac jones has been the best quarterback i understand your argument that you go to a better team you're gonna have a better chance to succeed early i am with you on that came from alabama too compared to north dakota state well, that's that's a choice you make. That's a choice you make well, when you're drafting. It's a choice drafting. you make. But it's a cho- also a choice you make based on where you're recruited. They could that. they could have taken Mac Jones yes. if they wanted to. They chose not to. My point is, Mac Jones has by far and away been the best quarterback. If Joe Montana does not get taken by the 49ers and gets taken by the Buccaneers, are we talking about Joe Montana as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, where you go, environment matters. environment matters. It does. But right now, Mac Jones is the best quarterback in this draft class. Might not last. My point is, Matt Corral would be the fifth best quarterback in this draft class. And that's not saying much. Basically, instead of looking at guys that are top 10 caliber picks, and some will go in the top 10, these quarterbacks coming up this year, they are basically pick 12 to pick 28 caliber guys my point is there's 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 still going to be a bunch of first rounders uh, this year because teams are desperate right because teams are but, de- in, but it doesn't mean they're quality but, yeah but what it is is all the in all all these guys have a flaw in them right you have to take the guy who's which one has the flaw that you can work around if you say you're not worried about kenny pickett's eight and a half inch hands Kenny no, you're Pickett being generous. It's eight and a quarter. Eight and a quarter. Not the correct. I'm going to say that. I got the correct. I'm going to say. I got the correct. Well, I'm going to say that. Good on me. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say that he goes down to Mobile. He's done some 
Brandon Allen hand right. massage exercises, right. and that it, somehow in Mobile he measures the eight and a half. The, the, bo- the bottom line is this: the quarterback class, generally speaking, is not considered very strong. The free agent class is not strong at all for quarterbacks. Right. George Payton had an opportunity to take a quarterback. He didn't. I'm not going to criticize him for it, but I can't give him an A because we don't know what how these guys are going to turn out. It could turn out to be a big mistake. I love Sertan. It was a great pick. But on the, on but, the but looking yeah. at what we have in this year's draft class and free agent class, where do you go from here if you don't get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? The other thing you could do is you could think about uh, stashing up uh, draft capital and trying to move up to get Bryce Young in 2023. Maybe. All right, coming up after the break, Pro Bowl voting. Pro Bowl voting started today. There you go. Anyone worthy on the Broncos of being a Pro Bowler? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Pro Bowl voting started today. Anybody on the Broncos worthy? Justin Simmons. Okay. Should we just go to break? I'll just explain real quick yeah. that he's got four interceptions. He's among the league leaders again. And well, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Two of those interceptions, right. Hail Mary and right. right. But hey, but he, I'm not saying he's not playing well, but, let, let's, but let, let's be let me, honest. Well, here. if you let me finish, the other point that's clear to make is this. Um, early, like obviously there was that that brief stretch in October where he was struggling, but yeah. has done a lot better. Yeah. And when he is targeted this year, when it's thrown in his area, yep. the passer rating accumulated by opposing quarterbacks is 61.3. That's the kind of number that's going to get you in the Pro Bowl. That is what you expect. Just after that, kind of that brief Who hit. Who votes on the Pro Bowl again besides the players? Fans vote, and that's one-third. Yeah. And then players, coaches, the okay. rest of it. Here's the thing. I can promise you, promise you, the players don't look at that stat. And I've t- I've t- I tell the story every year, and I'll tell it again. I got to vote for the Pro Bowl. Right. That should tell you something. I was in the locker room. Safety is reputational. That's right. But Justin Simmons has the reputation. What I'm saying is. Because he got he, paid. Right. He got the contract. He's been a Pro Bowler before. He's been in, he, he's been in the All-Pro conversation. And like you said, he got paid. All those things come together. Players around the league know Justin Simmons. As long as he keeps playing reasonably well, he will probably keep going to Pro Bowls year after year. Is it kind of a hollow recognition, though? Is that what it's become? Because it really has become a popularity contest. And you can make the same case about the baseball all-star game Mm. and so on and so forth. The only reason it's not hollow is because it is still something that, that has come up and will continue to come up in 
things like Ring of Fame discussion, Hall of Fame discussion, etc. Well, that well that makes it even worse. Right. I mean, that makes it even worse but that a guy's is, being yeah. judged on Pro Bowl. But at safety, you have so little to go on because you it's not a stat. How do you go on position. an offensive guard? Same thing. Offensive line and safety are reputational-based positions. Well, you get no what well, helps Justin Simmons is. I mean, look if he wants to be if he wants to be in the discussion for some huge honors someday, then he needs to stack up Pro Bowls. That will help his cause. No, I know what he needs to stack up. But what I'm saying is, it's a popularity contest. It's unfortunate that that's a big metric because it really shouldn't be. The truth is, he should have gotten there two years ago, and he didn't. Right. And and recognition all is usually, pro. All yeah, pros different. Right. Recognition for the Pro Bowl is usually one year behind. Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, what do we have coming up on Masterpiece Roofing, just in case you missed it? Some ownership news in both the NFL and the NHL and drastically different ownership group strategies. We'll get into that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. I'm going to be the greatest in a golden cathedral. I'll be praying for the faithless and if you lose, Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just In Case You Missed It is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today. Just in case you missed it, the Green Bay Packers are selling 300,000 new ownership shares for $300 a piece. It's the sixth time that shares are offered up in the franchise's history and the first time in 10 years there's currently over 5 million uh, shares that are held by 361,362 stockholders. Mace, you're about to head up to Wisconsin. Are you going to be hanging out with anybody that has ownership shares? And would you guys ever consider purchasing I have your own shares share. in the Packers? I already have an ownership share from one of the previous ones. And look, it basically gets you nothing except an invitation to the shareholders meeting. You can't sell it. You can't make a profit on it. Basically, you know what this is? And I'm going to quote uh, Ryan Konigsberg, my podcast conspirator on DNVR. It's a GoFundMe. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a fundraising campaign. Yeah. It's a, it's a GoFundMe. It is. It's a GoFundMe to raise, you know, to, to, raise a, to raise a lot of capital for something. And the, the, the last time the Packers did this, it was for stadium and uh, neighborhood development and renovation. You get... Um Get in line for season tickets. You move to the front of the line. No, that's the you thing. Get any, get any swag or, or you get anything? I mean, I think I get. You get a certificate. I think I get a, a merchandise discount, a certificate, and um, how much? 
How much is it for? Like 10, the merchandise, 10%? I think it's like 10%. Wow. And so you get, uh, to, so you get yeah. 10% off. But the other after thing spending is, 300 but here's the thing like, it's a con. The other thing, it's a con. What I would, what I have, what I have All thought I about though, like, there is a board of directors. At some point, I should say, look, I've actually worked in the NFL, probably more than most people with shares can say. Maybe I should be on the Green Bay Packers board of directors. Yes, you should be. It's a con. Yeah. It's a GoFundMe page. You, you it's get, a fundraiser. You get, you get a little a certificate that you can frame and you can say, and, and you can say things like, well, in my role as a shareholder, yeah. I'm very disappointed in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, on the opposite end of the ownership spectrum, Fenway Sports Group is in advanced talks to purchase the Pittsburgh Penguins from majority owners Ron Burkle and Mario Lemieux. Uh, Their other holdings, of course, include the Boston Red Sox, Liverpool, and Roush Fenway Racing of NASCAR. What are your feelings about these kind of ownership conglomerates? We've got one here in the city with Stan Kroenke, where he owns a bunch of different teams across a variety of sports. And do you think that maybe the Fenway Sports Group could be a an interested party in the sale of the Denver Broncos? Wow, I never thought of that. Wow, I mean, they'd, ha- they'd have to certainly have a significant uh, capital infusion right to afford an nfl team if and unless they decide to invest themselves of one of their other holdings look i think one thing you look at is say okay how successful are the organizations the sports organizations on their watch you know liverpool's won the premier league and has gotten back to their their previous glory bought the with john henry as the chairman of this group the red sox have won four have won four world series Something and the only World Series they have since 1918. I would think I, you look at what Fenway has done and it's successful. You look at the Kroenke Sports Group; it's successful at making money. But if we're measuring by titles, oh, that's not fair. That's but, not fair. And and also, if you look no, it's at not, it's not fair. Well, you can make the case the Avalanche should have won the Cup last you, year. Yeah, but, it's you, not but, but you know, fault. but you know what is fair? Now they have a salary no. cap. You know what is fair? Yeah. That Arsenal, in a sport without a salary cap, right. it has been in a decade-long decline yeah. under Kroenke ownership. That, that's Okay, that's one that team. Is, that is fa- that's fair. I, I know. Okay. So you have a team that went to the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago in basketball, a team that was favored to win the Stanley Cup, and now you have a team in the Rams that you can make the case is the favorite. I know what happened last mm-hmm. night. Favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's gone well for – it's long, gone very well. For long stretches, it didn't always go well. It doesn't always go I mean, well. If, if we'd had it that, doesn't always go if well. If we'd had that conversation six years ago, it would have been they're, they're all struggling. Yeah. Now they're in an up cycle. Good. Well, they rebuilt, right? Rams have gotten better under Kroenke, don't you think? They got, well, they got better once they went to L.A. They, uh, no, they got, they, got they, be- they, got, they got better once they hired Sean McVay. They got better. No, they but they started investing in the team when they went to L.A. in a way that they did not invest in the team in St. Louis, That's which fair. is one of the reasons why this lawsuit from I the city it. of St. Louis has progressed unfettered right. through the courts yeah. and why they're trying desperately to have a settlement. By the way, if, if you want to rip Stan Kroenke for the, the not having success in Arsenal, I'll, I'll take it the other direction. Found a way to pay Landeskog and McKinnon and Rantanen, and Makar, and Jokic, and Michael Porter Jr., and Jamal Murray. What do you got for me now? Because cash... It's called spending money. Cash has never been an issue. 
Well, and they found people to, and he's also hired very good people to draft and develop. And cash never should be an issue for a crowd. No, and he is, and yeah. they have two very good people in Sackick and Tim Conley who know how to draft and develop. Right? Let's see him win a title. Listen. I, I get I get the winning of the title. That's what I, under, I mean. You, you're, you're giving me like that's a big part of what of what measures success. In I, I understand. I understand that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't know if the Nuggets will ever win a title. Okay, I don't. But as far as the Avalanche goes, that's not Stan Kroenke's fault. Not at all. He went all in. They just didn't win. Just in case you missed it, wrapping up during uh, our show, Jamaica hosting the U.S. men's national team. A 1-1 draw at full time in another World Cup qualifier for this very young U.S. men's national team. The average age of this starting 11, 22 years, 341 days. Uh, Does a tie in hostile territory give you a a good feeling, or uh, do you think that they should have won this one like they did Dos Acero versus Mexico in Ohio. They wanted more, yet a couple of, 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 of front liners who were who were not playing in this game because of uh, because of red cards or accumulated yellow cards in this. And the old cliche that in CONCACAF, you want to win the home games and get draws on the road still holds true. If you do that, you're going to advance and make it to the World Cup Finals in Qatar next year. So, it's not the result you wanted. It's not a bad result, though. And you and I think going into this weekend, these this international break, if you told the U.S. you're going to get a you're going to get a win against Mexico, a draw against Jamaica, they would have taken it. So funny. That's exactly what I was going to I'm say. I'm sure you were. Exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure you, you, you stole are, the script off my computer. I'm sure you are very aware of what's going on in World Cup qualifying right now. I am. Yeah. No, I am. Actually, but we're out of time. So now I can't talk about it. Unfortunately, you stole my thunder. This is going to be fun a year from now when the World Cup falls during football season, and I want to insert World Cup topics into the show. That's why it's Goodman and Mason, not Mason and Goodman on the marquee. (laughs) That was Masterpiece (laughs) Roofing. Just in case you missed it, man, if your insurance company is giving you the business and you're giving them business and they're not paying for your roof because you have hail damage or anything else like that, you need to go with Masterpiece Roofing because they will go after your insurance company. So much, in fact, a buddy of mine had over $30,000 worth of damage. And my buddy, thanks to working with Masterpiece Roofing, he's writing a check for $500 and that's for his deductible. And the insurance company is going to pay for the rest because of what Masterpiece Roofing did for him. Go to MasterpieceRoofing.com. Alex, Danny, great job today. May safe travels to Madtown, Madison, Wisconsin. Talk to you tomorrow. And I will see you on Monday. Yeah.